Hi, and welcome to the Amity Podcast. We're a husband and wife striving for Amity, sitting down and talking through ministry life, theology, books, and family. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jono. And we are still here. <laughs> Took a longer break than we intended. Mm, fell off the wagon. Yeah, but we were also, I mean, we were away for like a week of it and then came back and we're like, oh. And I was away needed to, again. You were away again and then we just, I felt like I needed to decompress and not talk. Yeah. <laughs> so. Tired part of the year, you know, like that mm. kind of coming into the middle of the year in New Zealand, like it just. It's which is winter it's here. winter, yeah. you kind of, you crash, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a lot has happened. Since we last talked, mm. which we won't really talk about. <laughs> yeah. We got more cows, though. Yep, more cows. That's exciting. Yeah. So, this isn't even a sermon look back, is it? It's just well, it's kind of... It's kind of a sermon look back from two weeks ago. Yeah. But also just a topic we felt was not more important to talk about, but maybe something that doesn't get talked about as much as... Mm-hmm. Your sermon from yesterday, which was really good. That was on thankfulness and rejoicing. Yeah. Um, Thank you for saying it was really good. I, I didn't hear every word of it, but what I heard was good. <laughs> and that was the last one in the gospel, gospel culture. Yeah. So we're going to go back to the second to last. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was kind of requested. Uh, numerous people asked me to to speak about the image of God, mm-hmm. and it was usually the kind of the request would come in relating to certain issues, mm. and so I just you know just dived in and yeah just did a message on being image bearers, but I I specifically uh, tying it to gospel culture said you know we had to value one another. Mm. Uh, yeah, so as image bearers of God, we have been bestowed with honor. We have our, um, we can be secure in our value, and therefore we can value others and treat them with dignity. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of really at where it's at. And I think we kind of talked about Romans 12.10, outdo one another in showing honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really like the foundational basis to that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, so right. that it's not blasphem- blasphemous or weird or anything to, to honor people because, and it's not just Christian, like Romans 12 is, is yeah. talking about outdoing one another with brotherly, yeah, showing brotherly affection. And it is talking to believers, but the image, image bearing and showing, Mm-hmm. A level of honor to all people is not yeah. just believers. Yeah, and I mean that's that you know crazy verse in First Peter. Uh, you know, it's like honor the emperor, honor da da da, right. honor this, honor elders, and then it's like Peter just like just in case you haven't got the picture, he goes honor everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So mm. this is an interesting one because you know when I was at Bible college. Yeah. It was very trendy. This is like 
I mean, it was eons Three ago. decades ago now. Two, two, two Three decades. decades ago. Well, two, what, like, what do you call 2006, what? 2007? What's not that? three decades ago. Oh, you're, not th- you're only three decades and a bit old. No, so it's like 14 years, but it's like, it's just with different eons. It's fine. <laughs> the smartphone came about in 2007, okay? It was a long time ago, okay? So... It was a dark time. But, so what, what was everyone... And you, you know this too, right? Mm-hmm. So what was everyone calling the image of God back then, huh? In the Latin. I didn't Im- use Imago, it. Imago Dei? Yeah. Yeah. I did yeah. not use that once in my message. I'm like, oh, you know what? Because it was trendy. You, you know, huh? Because it was trendy, you mean? It's super trendy back in the day. It's so super trendy. And I'm just like, you know what? If we're going to use Latin, make sure the Latin's got a purpose. You know what I mean? Image of God is perfectly acceptable. You know what I mean? I was yeah. just like, am I doing this? You know? Yeah. You know? Uh, solar fide, solar gratia, yeah. solar scriptura, like those are great, you know, the five <laughs> soul, like that's really good Latin, okay. um, in my opinion, you know, there's some, but in my good day, I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> okay. The image of God, right? In fact, yep. um, so I wanted to make it accessible, huh? <laughs> But it's fascinating because I don't think this gets, in many circles, I don't think this gets enough playtime. Mm. Like, it's, yeah? Mm. Like, how much of your theology and your view of people yeah. uh, would, you, would you say is historically kind of been impacted by an understanding of people as image bearers and yourself as an image bearer well i think the two most common areas that you think of it in or you hear it mentioned and taught is just creation yeah like god created you know Uh and then which i yeah again i don't know exactly how that's impacting you yeah, but like, like so what you know yeah god created you it's usually used maybe more in just gender talking about gender mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but also i think the biggest area that comes up for christians is when you're talking about the unborn and right. abortion and things right. like that's right. the clear totally so it's kind of like why are you eating a hamburger not a person so then it might come up then and I'm born, you know? But it's like, it's, I think it's actually a lot more important in scripture. Mm. And, you know, we're gonna, I think, hopefully talk about a book I read recently. It's called The 3D Gospel. Um, It's talking about guilt, innocence, shame, honor. Um, fear, power kind of cultures. And, you know, there's there's really a status of honor uh, in image bearing mm-hmm. of male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll, I'll read that verse real quick. You know, it says, then, uh, Genesis 1, 26-27. Uh, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over the livestock, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 
So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. Mm -hmm. Amen. So from that, it's like, it's clearly different than the animals, mm -hmm. and it clearly includes both man and male mm -hmm. and female. Mm -hmm. So the pinnacle of the creation week. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But then we would say the Bible doesn't really give a super clear, here's your dictionary definition. Frustrating, man. Of what this means. Frustrating. <laughs> and you know what? Like, I kind of, I mean, I kind of, you know, expected it to not be a crazy difficult message to prepare. Mm -hmm. I wind up having to do, I was like, oh, goodness, I do not understand this as well as I ought, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, it was one of those kind of ones for me. And it's, it's, it's fascinating to me because you go into, like, the Reformed Confessions, for example, you know, which is just, you know, they they all handle your image bearing to some degree or another, and yeah. like the Belgic, uh, it's Westminster, sixteen eighty nine, chapter four, paragraph two, um, and their their definition mm -hmm. mostly comes from the New Testament, which mm -hmm. is fascinating. You know what I mean. It's, it's, I think that's interesting, you know, because, mm -hmm. and the reason it's coming from the New Testament is because the New Testament is often speaking of what's happening to the image. Right. So in... Right. So like the new create, like being a new creation in Christ, that kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. And so texts like uh, Colossians 3, 9 to 10, right. uh, Ephesians 4... Yeah. You know, that we created as image bearers with true righteousness, holiness, and knowledge. Mm -hmm. Right? That's kind of a, mm -hmm. that's kind of a standard sort of theological definition mm -hmm. for the church that everyone kind of agrees on. Mm -hmm. That the image was having true righteousness, holiness, being separate. Uh, and a, a tr true knowledge mm -hmm. of God. But that really comes out of Ephesians and Colossians, uh, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. um, so there's, yeah, there's a there's sort of debate over what exactly that image is then. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, or like what part of God are we... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What part? Or parts, yeah. And... I kind of really landed in a place where I think it's, it's helpful to some reading. Um, Mark Cortez is a, is a modern day scholar who writes about this a lot. Um, I think, and I mean, you kind of looked at it. You did a kid, didn't you do a, you did like a kid spot at yeah, church yeah. on the image, you know? Yeah. And I think a, a large amount of material pushes towards a level of a functional understanding of what the yeah. image is. Yeah. yeah. I do think, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think it's because it is, there is an aspect of that it's a deep mystery that we don't fully understand. 
So, like, when you do, it's something that when you're trying to explain it to a child, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's not a whole lot more than often what we explain to an adult. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Totally. And, yeah, and so that that functional view, it's very much like, oh, well, we're we're rational, we're able to feel love, we're able to Mm. uh, worship, we're able to, you know, so it's things like that. Like, it's like, what can you do? As a human being, that makes you different to an animal, right? And that's the image. Yeah, we of compare God. it more to animals or what we're not. Yeah, yeah. And that's actually mm. not helpful. Mm. Um, and it, it, it misses something of the the honor that God has mm. bestowed upon creation. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Mark Cortez has come up with sort of. I didn't actually read these out in. Uh, the the message so this is definitely new content um mark Cortez has got sort of six theses or six truths that kind of like everyone agrees on yeah um so do you want to do you want to go through those sure um the first one is to image god means to reflect god in creation okay so this is sorry this is a summary of his words so this is not his exact okay so this is a guy called David Schrock, who's got a blog, <laughs> summarizing okay. chapters in Cortez's book. Okay. Um, secondly, image and likeness are largely or entirely synonymous. Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, so it's like you made in the likeness, you made in the right. image, it's basically the same thing. Right. Yeah. Um, the image of God includes all human persons. So it's not based on gender or combining sexes or anything like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So like a married couple does right. the image God. Yeah, like you have to get married in order to bring all the facets together. Yeah. That's helpful. <laughs> Sin. Well, so, oh, sorry. sorry, sorry. <laughs> this, this is like supposedly what everyone agrees on, but I'm sure. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I can <laughs> tell there's outworkings that don't believe that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> anyway. Um, next, sin has affected the image in some way. So after the fall, mankind is, are still image bearers, but the reflection is that of a carnival mirror where we distort the image we were created to represent. Yeah. Um, let's see. Fifth, the image in the New Testament is a Christological concept. In the New Testament, the language of image is usually related to redemption and the new creation. And there's some references That's Romans there. 8, 29 yeah. and 1 Corinthians 15, 49. Mm-hmm. Not creation. Mm. Although, he, he says, you can see James 3, 9. So that, that meaning, it's like the... The image is primarily spoken in terms of being a new creation right. in Christ. So it's tied to redemption and salvation. Right. Although, Christ. James 3 9 says basically don't tear down with your tongue because the person you tear down with your tongue is made in the image mm. and likeness of God. Mm. So that's an appeal to creation, yeah. not salvation. Yeah. Um, and last one. Lastly, the image of God is... Oh, should have read that word first. That's Amy Bird's favorite word. Really? Teleological? Yeah. Wow. 
Uh, otherwise, the image of God is not static. Um, I.e., uh, let's see, it is moving towards an ultimate goal in Christ. You can expound upon that because I'm not understanding all the so, <laughs> parts of that one. So, teleological yeah. is, is uh, a telos is a, um, it simply means like a goal. It's like heading towards a direction. So, it's a Greek word. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, all that saying is, um, all that that's saying is that the the image is it he says it's not static. Right. The whole purpose of it is pointing towards growing in Christ likeness. Yes. Yeah. And so that in salvation mm-hmm. history, I mean, we can't really. There's a level of speculation that we can have about what would have happened if there was no sin. Right. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. humanity fell into sin. Yeah. So, oh well, you know. So, because you're kind of following along with creation, fall, redemption, consummation. So, what does the image of God then mean between redemption and consummation? Because we get new mm. bodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of that ultimate. Yeah. So there's, and so that's where that language, uh, kind of that the confessions use, I think, is so helpful. Of true righteousness, holiness, and knowledge, and there's the fullness of that coming back. Mm with a complete inability to not sin because the image is tending towards Christ-likeness. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just... Um, actually, you know, let's just keep going on the salvation part. And I, I, th- I think what that then means is um, there, there's been some sort of fracturing of the image. Yeah. And, and I, I had to laugh at this. Michael Bird said... Um, that the image is there for, you know, because it was the command to, to have dominion and rule. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a royal status. Mm-hmm. And something of that has been lost. <laughs> right. You know, they kind of will, kind yeah. of will mirror. He says, so the image is still there, mm-hmm. and it can't ever be fully taken away, mm-hmm. but something has been lost. And the because it's such, it's like a royal status. He says mm. the best analogy for understanding the fracturing of the or the spoiling of the image mm-hmm. is Prince Harry. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> only an Australian or Brit's going to come up with that. You know, yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he is a royal, but he's not. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. I think it's yeah, that's fantastic. Mm. So you wanted to go to the the salvation part. Um, what we'll call if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Yeah, that's important. So something's yeah. happening. We yeah. we have still a body of flesh. Mm-hmm. We still have a propensity towards sin, but we now know that we are able not to sin. Mm. 
right? Mm -hmm. Go back to Boston's fourfold state, right? Mm -hmm. And so Jesus Christ takes on flesh. Mm -hmm. And that's important. He doesn't just appear to be human. Mm -hmm. He actually is human. Truly mm -hmm. God, truly man. Um, born under born under the law mm. and in Colossians 3 9 and 10 Paul says do not lie to one another seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self mm -hmm. which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator mm. it's one of those verses that you kind of like easily skip over amidst you know, that, that massive section in Colossians 3, 1 to 17. Mm -hmm. But the, the amazing thing that Paul is then saying here is that Christ, who is the second Adam, is the image of the new creation. So that in salvation, we are being, he says, renewed. The new self mm -hmm. is being renewed in knowledge, in truth. The word is working. And we are being renewed after the image of its creator. What the creator of what? The new self. The so in Adam, all humanity had the image. In yep. Adam, the image is spoiled, right. broken. Yeah. But in Christ, mm. the head of the new creation. He is therefore the true human, the true flesh, the true image bearer. Yep. That we in salvation are being created to be like. Yeah. All right. Sorry. We had to, I had to jump out quick. Louisa just woke up screaming for a second. She's all good. We're back. We are. I've completely lost my train of thought, but we're That's back. That's okay. That's okay. So I, I am trying to play catch up here as far as, you know, yeah. um, jumping ahead to salvation um, on this. Sorry, my yeah. brain. <laughs> yeah. We don't have to. Well, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, and and then, so you've, you've got Colossians 3, and then you've mm -hmm. got Ephesians 4, 23. Mm -hmm. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind, mm. and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Mm. And so that is really telling us a number of things. Uh, that in salvation that there's a new, new creation, and that, that this is in Christ, and that in salvation... There's the fullness of the image coming through. Mm. And that that image is being remade and is being remade. That's where that teleological word is, comes in. To the fullness of the image, the true human. So we are being remade into that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why it's so important if we, if we get our definition of what a, the image is. Is that it's not just functional. It's not just all oh, what you do. 
it's really every it's a status. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's right, but it's it's being. It's the fullness of your being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so so Bavink says Herman Bavink, he says the whole human being is image and likeness of God mm-hmm. in soul and in body and all human faculties, powers mm-hmm. and gifts. Nothing in humanity is excluded from God's image. Mm. It stretches as far as our humanity does and constitutes our humanness. Mm. So, so that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, so Bob, and then Bavink also says, he says, uh, the essence of human nature is being created in the image of God. Mm. That's amazing. It is amazing, and I don't. I don't think I ever really think about it that way. I mean, my mind is blown. It's really hard for me to comprehend. But we just think as like think of humanity being completely distinct from God. Yeah, like completely different thing. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I I was thinking about this. This is just gonna sound a bit mind blowing. <laughs> so, so, and and I and I agree with his point. I heard Paul Washer had an illustration, right, mm-hmm. where he said that there's nothing that God could point to, for God's holiness, is that there's nothing God can point to on this earth, and say that's what I'm like. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. he's holy, he's separate. Right. Mm-hmm. And until Christ's incarnation, right. in which Washer says you can then point mm-hmm. and say, "Look, mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. I am." Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I agree with what he's saying. Yeah. But there is, mm-hmm. but you can then miss out on right the insanity of what being an image bearer means. Mm. Okay. We have to keep a creator-creation distinction. Yes. They're not, okay? So there's the creator, yes. we're the creation, we are not the creator. Yeah. We will never become the creator. Yeah. Okay? We will remain the creation for all eternity. Yeah. And that comes out of Romans 1. That's mm. a good place. Okay? However, mm. yeah, Van Til, Cornelius Van Til, Puts it this way, he said that Adam was created to be like God in every way in which a creature can be like God. Mm. That's amazing. Mm. And you kind of almost like bristle with that. Mm. But it's like this is part of having, I think, a healthy, biblical, systematic kind of theology and an understanding of what's going on in the world mm. right and that's where c.s lewis gets his there's no mere mortals yeah kind of quote yeah in the weight of glory yeah because you've you've never met a normal person mm. yeah um so yeah the whole body mm. but what is a human the image of god mm. like that like that's the thing that That's the important thing. And it's not the body Mm. is lesser, then the mind is greater, and then the soul 
You know, I mean, that's still kind of a Lewis quote, which, you know, you can almost go both ways on this. You know, mm -hmm. Lewis says, uh, uh, you are not, what's it like? You're not a body. You have a body. You, uh, you are yeah, a soul. Yeah. Um, it's like, no, 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 the whole thing together. Yeah. Yeah, your soul lives forever. Right. But so will your body. Right, in the new creation. In the new creation. Yeah. Because that's the fullness of the image. Mm. Yeah. It makes sense as far as I can comprehend it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Uh, so that's, mm. that's kind of a big deal, you mm -hmm. know? And so there's a significant honor tied to this. You know, that you you're kind of... You're like the royal envoy, the royal likeness. You know, you represent the king mm. on earth. You know, and Adam, were Adam and Eve were created as God's image bearers mm -hmm. in God's place, mm -hmm. the Garden of Eden, mm -hmm. to have communion with Him, mm -hmm. to complete a divine task, to grow this and to have dominion and uh, and. They mucked it up. Mm -hmm. They did. And so in salvation, there is a gaining back of all of that mm. plus more. Yeah. Because the image will never be fully lost and it'll be, it'll be experienced in its fullness mm. with the true image of God, that Christ is greater than Adam. Mm. And so that will be created Christ-like. Mm. And, and who is right now glorified in true knowledge, holiness, and righteousness. Of course, being God, we will not be God, but mm. we will be made like Him. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of too much for us to get our heads around. <laughs> so... I like there's a Mark Cortez quote. The image of God can be understood as God manifesting his personal presence in creation through his covenantal relationships with human persons whom he has constituted as personal beings to serve as his representatives into creation, in creation and to whom he remains faithful despite their sinful rejection of him. Mm -hmm. Amen. The, so when we get to, you know, we talk about salvation, when we get to, you know, your new, new, new creation, because of what the image meant of God's representatives, when Peter says, 1 Peter 2, it's probably one of my favorite verses, <laughs> He says, but you are a chosen race, mm -hmm. a royal priesthood, mm -hmm. a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that mm -hmm. you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm -hmm. It's basically repeating Exodus 19, FYI. And he's mm -hmm. saying this to the church, mm -hmm. uh, which has got some interesting implications mm -hmm. for people. <laughs> um but he's saying you're a royal priesthood, 
yeah. a holy nation. I will dwell among you. I, you will represent me. Mm. Uh, you, you're royal. You have a royal title now. You're yeah. priest. You, you serve me. You come before me in, uh, in, my, in my presence. Uh, you belong to me, a people from my own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him. Mm. And so in salvation, part of in self, what's happening in, in, in salvation and the story of redemption, that Jesus Christ has now lived, come incarnate, lived, died, uh, ascended. He has paid the price to make us fully human and all that entails, mm-hmm. which is, includes that nearness in worship and mm. breaking down that alienation mm. uh, from God. Yeah. And that's that salvation language. Mm. And so, I mean, like, this kind of stuff just excites me, you mm. know? There's a sense I'm like, I'm ex- am I excited that, like, I'm declared righteous before God? Absolutely. Christ's righteousness is mm-hmm. imputed to me? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But with that comes a whole heap of other things as well, such as you're now mm. declared to be a royal priesthood. You're given the Holy Spirit so you can come to God. You are, mm. um, and you, you're, you're purchased, you're adopted, mm. um, and you're now God has put his mark on you. Mm-hmm. In sin, it has been mad, but he's like, he is remaking that. Mm. So, I want to think about a few little applications on this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of I mentioned one. I mean, like, it just shows right up there in Genesis 9-6. Whoever sheds the blood of man, he shall, by man shall his blood be shed, for God made man in his own image. Appealed directly to that in creation. Mm. You know, I, I mentioned abortion is yeah. a denial yeah. of the image. I mean, I mean, some people find that hard language, but that's what it is. Mm. You know, I talked a little bit afterwards about war, you know, um, in battles. And uh, I think... I didn't bring it up, and it's just because it's a, it's a complex, messy uh, subject. But yes, yeah, so much of war and genocide and things of that nature involve not seeing the image in others, mm-hmm. treating them as less than human, blow them up. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Um, I think the, I mean, speech is an obvious one. Um, you have James 3, 9. So we, we bless our Lord and Father, like we talk about the tongue, but we also curse people who are made in the likeness of God. Um, I, like, personally, I find... that to be it's hard like it, you barely get that even within christianity mm-hmm. and then as soon as you start 
going beyond the <laughs> the walls, if you will, mm-hmm. of Christianity and mm-hmm. hear how Christians talk about people who aren't Christians. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be pretty rough. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying you don't name sin as sin. But the way we talk about people and the way we talk to people, the way we treat people totally. who aren't believers yep. is still very important. Totally. Um, and you don't know. So they're made in the image of God as well. Yeah. And you don't know that perhaps someday <laughs> this Holy Spirit will be working in them. Mm-hmm. And they'll be on the same trajectory, the same exact trajectory as you. Yeah. But even if they're not, they're still made in the image of God. And they yeah. still deserve a level of honor and respect. Yeah. Because God has placed that upon them. Yeah. It's not our And so you're disagreeing judgment. with God at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this has just got like a, a number of applications for... Then thinking through like what sexuality is, yeah, you know, as far as not using people mm. and, uh, you know, so much, so much of what God says no to, mm. it relates to the image, mm-hmm. you know, because mm. uh, um, racism. Which is a, a huge one, I think. As yeah, well. right. So I, I mean, I, th- I think something that that happens in, in in racism is that we can seek to create a false honor in which we 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 chase the status, we elevate ourselves above others mm-hmm. based on the color of skin, uh, and and that can also then imply denying the image. You know, I mean, like so much of what the slave trade was involved the denying of the image. A hundred percent. Yeah. But even the way that trickles down into how we talk about other races and just that, oh, that's just that they're just that way. Yeah. Because. Yeah. You know, and it's always a negative thing. And I could just think of like half a dozen off the top of my head that I don't totally, even want to totally, totally. say because they're just, they don't need to be spoken more. Yeah, totally. And, and, and you know what else is when you fail to treat other people as an image bearer, it's bad for you too. Mm. You know what I mean? When you've got really abusive people. They're harming others, and that's the worst thing, but they're harming themselves, too. Mm-hmm. And they're not functioning in the way that they've been created. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we were, we heard, well, I was talking to someone about, like, a really extreme version that's popping up in the, in the church. And it has, it's not new, but, and that's kinism. Mm-hmm. And, like, you could go down a, a rabbit hole studying the ins and outs of that. Totally. Totally. But that's, I mean, where, <laughs> this this was my question to the person who had come across kinism. They were not a kinist. But um, my question to them, 
to ask the chemist was, what about the image of God? How, mm. how do you see, how do you understand the image of God biblically mm-hmm. working out? And what are the ramifications of that in mm. your beliefs? Yeah. So if someone doesn't know what kinism is, kinism. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even fully know what it is, but yeah. it's, they, they use a lot of Old Testament passages to say that God's design was to keep all races separate. Yeah. And so that you, you should only, only marry. You can only marry, marry your within, own kin. Yeah, within your, your own kin. Yeah. yeah. So we got people that believe that in this city. And there are some in a couple of churches. Yeah, I mean, the CRCNA had a big thing not too long ago where they stood a pastor down because he'd been preaching it for about yeah. 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's, and they say, uh, what I was, I was just reading up on it yeah. this week, and they were saying a lot of it's found in um, Presbyterian churches, actually. Totally. Like Reformed Presbyterian. Yeah. Now, well, yeah, I mean, there's some unfortunate history in some of the Presbyterian churches, like just founded in the South and. And yeah. bring some of that with it. So yeah. where, where the Old Testament comes into this is that Israel were commanded to remain religiously pure. Yep. But what that also then meant yep. was that you could only marry an Israelite. Yep. Because you weren't supposed to serve only Yahweh. Yep. Um, and so like the book of Ruth, for example, mm-hmm. is a big deal because what we've got happening mm-hmm. there is you've got an Midianite. Moabite. Hmm, Moabite. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You've got a Moabite woman yep. saying your people will be my people. Yeah. Your God it's, will be my God. Yeah, yep. exactly. And they're, they're converting. And, and then but, marrying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But... You don't get to do. You don't get to to marry a Canaanite because mm-hmm. they worship a different god. Right. But as we come now into the new covenant era, the whole point mm-hmm. is is that the gospel is what unites you, mm-hmm. and so it's all tribes, nations, and tongues mm-hmm. coming in under the one banner of Christ. Mm-hmm. Babel has been reversed, right, uh, under the language of the gospel, and now therefore, yeah. Like, yes, you remain religiously separate. Don't be yeah. unequally yoked. Yeah. But, but, it's, but the person's skin color does not matter. Right. And Jesus' own genealogy reflects that. Amen. The fact that both Ruth and Rahab, mm-hmm. and they are named mm-hmm. in his genealogy, were two women that were not Israelites, that were from enemy people yeah. Yeah. so anyway <laughs> the image is important huh mm-hmm. and i i think there's there's a demonstration of value in the image yeah and you bear it whether you are married you mm-hmm. are uh, single mm-hmm. you are disabled yeah you're fully able-bodied you're um, a child you're a child elderly yeah yeah you know, um, mm. and that's cool. I mean, that is a that is a radical, radical idea, mm. and it's something that we need to to really to really grapple with. And I mean, I just you know, I was thinking about it. Like, think of our, our politics and our kind of social interactions. Like, mm. 
this person is an image bearer and how are we treating people as image bearers in this mm-hmm. you've, you've actually at some point then got a level of ability to treat each other well mm-hmm. and and sort of be bipartisan so to speak mm-hmm. to some degree yeah you're... so a lot of that means like it, in your speech that you're showing mm-hmm. honor and you're being careful but also as we've talked about in other sermon lookbacks through the gospel culture series it's not view it's resisting the temptation to view them as other to put them off put push them off at arm's length mm-hmm. as less than as other mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because nine times out of ten or nine and a half times out of ten that we do that our judgment of what is other is only based on us mm-hmm. it's not anything based on god and what he's declared it's not usually based on like this person is walking in unrepentant sin and 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 they're actually harming me and whatever mm-hmm. you know Amen. Amen. there's a lot more appl- like the application yeah. for this go for days to just keep going and going and yeah. i'd encourage you as a listener to think through it yeah. and think what application is helpful for you as an individual, but also that you see in the church that we can work on, that we can grow in, and and how we handle some of the tough cases, whether that's uh, abuse, whether that's just marital conflict, whether that's how we parent, mm-hmm. oh, um, yeah. whether that's how we view people in our church who have disabilities, who have different needs than we do, you know, or or the. The, the homeless guy, the dirty person, the homosexual who pops in your church and visits or that you have to work with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. Absolutely. And um, we kind of almost need to do a separate episode on, um, yeah, a mildly horrifying document mm-hmm. I received out of a counseling manual. And counseling sexual abuse, but mm-hmm. I think it applies greatly to to the image. So maybe we'll do that at a different point. Mm-hmm. Talk through some of that. Yeah. I like how this kind of all winds up, though, mm-hmm. um, with with the image. You know that you've got the 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 perishable puts on imperishable. First mm-hmm. Corinthians fifteen, mm-hmm. and then we hear these words in the book of revelation uh book of revelation begins with he is verse six of chapter one he has made us a kingdom priest to his god and father to him be glory and dominion forever and ever mm-hmm. amen like that's how the book of revelation begins it's actually it's a hearkening back to genesis one and saying that christ is now have dominion and he has made us his his priests, his image bearers uh, in this world. And then it says in Revelation 21 how the book ends. He says, And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will mm-hmm. be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. Mm-hmm. 
And that's direct tie back to mm-hmm. He's your God. They're his people. They're his image and likeness. And he dwells with them. Mm. And the difference is in Revelation 21 22 at the end of the story, this can't be lost. <laughs> and that's the work of Christ in the gospel. Mm. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs>